Welcome to the first episode of the Viva La Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Jones. This podcast is dedicated to fantasy sports and the people who enjoy playing them. In this first episode, we'll learn how fantasy sports transformed from a silly little game played by a few fanatics into a multi-billion dollar industry played by millions of people all over the world. We will learn about fantasy sports from the people who play and work in them. I interviewed four local fantasy players. All right, my name is uh, Brian Sanchez. I'm from Santa Fe, New Mexico. I am a sports uh, guru of sorts, but I work for uh, the offices of George R. R. Martin, and I am uh, in the film and tech industry. I do uh, sound production, music production, and uh, a lot of marketing and business administration. I went to UNM. My name is Taylor Hood, and I'm the assistant editor at Albuquerque the Magazine. Born and raised here in Albuquerque, and uh, I attended UNM, where I got a degree in media arts and history. My name is Rosemary Hood. I am 36 years old. I have lived in Albuquerque for 18 years. I'm a high school English teacher. I teach honors English 10 and ethnic studies. I have a master's in secondary ed and a bachelor's in English literature. So my name is Vincent Narducci. Um, I'm from Silver City, New Mexico, and but I've lived in Albuquerque most of my life. Yeah, so I graduated from the University of New Mexico with a degree in fine arts, and I currently work there as a senior web designer in the communication and marketing department. What are we talking about when we say fantasy sports? Basically, they are virtual games where people select real players from a professional sport in a process called a draft. The drafted players make up a fantasy team. Whether the drafts are held online or in person, most of the fantasy players look forward to it all year long. The fantasy teams compete based on the actual stats the pro players accumulate during games. Those stats are converted into points, and the points dictate whether people win or lose a matchup. Teams with the best win-loss record make it to the playoffs to compete for the championship. Depending on the league, the champion is typically awarded a trophy and or cash. Here's some history on fantasy sports. Contrary to popular belief, fantasy sports have been around for quite some time. You can trace the roots of fantasy to Wilfred Bill Wickenbach, an Oakland, California businessman who is also part owner of the Oakland Raiders. He is regarded as the father of fantasy sports because he created not one but three different fantasy sports. In the 1950s, he created both golf and baseball. In 1962, he made his first fantasy football league using what he learned from the golf and baseball games. From Oakland, fantasy sports, especially fantasy football, spread all over the country, usually by journalists who were intrigued by the new game and wrote articles about it. Fantasy baseball didn't get popular until the 1980s when a journalist named Dan Okrant came up with a new version of the game, which he called the Rotisserie Baseball. Rotisserie, which is named for the restaurant where Okrant came up with the idea, quickly became popular and spread throughout the country. Yeah, he, he was an interesting character. I think mean, the baseball actually started a little earlier. And you know, I know a lot of people, they give a lot of credit to Daniel Okrant, who deserves that credit, you know, creating Rotisserie Baseball. 
but Wink's game and baseball game was pretty much rotisserie baseball before people called it that. And the fantasy game, it was basically a group of Oakland Raiders-related people, whether you were media or actually related to the team. They would buy in. Kind of interesting to know that there was an initial starting point and that Wink was, the, uh, was in charge of that. That was Bob Harris. Bob is a senior fantasy analyst of footballdiehards.com. The 1990s were a major turning point for fantasy sports because of the internet boom. Until the internet, people relied on the newspaper sports pages for the stats to determine their matchups, but they didn't get them until the next day or longer. The internet allowed people to see the scores and stats from games instantly. In 2006, the Unlawful Internet Gambling Enforcement Act went into effect, but fortunately for fantasy sports, the government determined that fantasy sports are a game of skill and not chance, so it remained legal. This opened the door for what is called daily fantasy games. Daily fantasy is played the same way as original fantasy games. The only difference is that instead of playing a whole season, contests last only a single day. Daily fantasy has made it so people can win money more often and made it more exciting to play. That's a lot of fun because you're not committed for, for a season. You just pick out players for a day and see how they do. And you're winning money off of strangers, which is better than taking it from your friends and family. Um, but it does have a little bit of a feel of gambling. And so you got you to gotta be careful with how much money you put into it and stuff. You should really, I try and approach it as just something to have fun. No, hey, I feel like watching a bunch of baseball games tonight. I'm going to pick out a daily league. In 2006, the average fantasy player 18 years or older spent $556 per year on fantasy sports. Well, truthfully, I'd like to say that I don't spend any money on fantasy sports because I've won a lot and I'm ahead for life. So I'm going to say that I'm paid to play fantasy sports, actually. I'd say probably like maybe, yeah, two, three hundred bucks a year or something like that if you count like fees. But again, if you win, then hey, that's net positive. A uh, good thing my accountant isn't asking, but I mean, it's relatively small change. I would say no more than like 500 a year. In 1988, there were about half a million people who played fantasy sports. In 2017, over 59 million people played fantasy sports in American Canada. And of those players, men made up three quarters of all the players. You know, I feel that most of my friendships are actually based or like solely stronger because of that. And we've stayed in touch through cities, through areas to where I want to say almost like 20 to 25 of my strongest friends play in multiple sports or in some sort of way. We're all connected through fantasy sports. I would say probably most all of my guy friends do that I know. I guess I'd probably say 80% of them. Of Like I said about this soccer league, like those guys don't play baseball. They don't like baseball, but they damn sure play soccer fantasy all year. And some of them play in all three, just like I do. And then, you know, I think more and more women have gotten interested in it too. Um, my girlfriends, probably like maybe 25%. My guy friends, I would say 100%. I'd say probably three quarters. I could probably name off the top of my head all of the people that I know that don't play fantasy sports. So the vast majority of them do. and 75% of them sounds about right. Time a person spends researching fantasy sports during a week is nine hours. I would say probably 30 minutes to an hour a day, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Seems a little crazy to say it out loud. But like I said, it's kind of like, oh, I'll take a break from coding and kind of go look at my team and figure out what I'm going to do, make, read a couple articles, make some moves. So, yeah, probably more than I should. Like, you know, I'm someone who's actually won a lot. 
And but if you look at like the hours that you put into it based on the payout, I mean, it's pretty silly. Like you're probably making like two, three bucks an hour even when you win. So that seems pretty dumb. But I guess if you can do it while you're also at your other job, then, you know, it's just a little bonus or something. Too many hours per week, definitely, is what I would say. Over 60% of fantasy players say they watch sports or read about them more because of fantasy. Absolutely. That was one of the things that fantasy sports really did for me. Growing up, I was never really a huge sports guy. I was always the movies, music, books sort of kid. I was in the drama club. I, I did follow baseball a little bit, especially when the playoffs started, and that's because of my father, who absolutely loved baseball. But I wasn't a football fan or a basketball fan. I would never describe myself as a sports fan. When I got into fantasy football, I dove right in and learned everything I could about football. And with baseball, I sort of discovered how little I actually knew about baseball once I got involved with that. After that, not only did my love of sports just explode, absolutely explode, I started ordering Sunday Ticket to watch football and the MLB Live Package to watch baseball on TV. And I began reading tons of books about sports and not just like how-to books, but books about the history of baseball. And I just, I became really, it became one of the subjects that I became very obsessed with in my life. And so I'll try and read a science fiction book and then read a book about 1930s Black Sox baseball, you know, absolutely 100% credit falling in love with fantasy sports for my love of sports in general. I think that's one of the reasons why I like fantasy is because it keeps me interested. I tell my students at school that I want them to be able to walk into a room and be able to talk about anything, to be able to talk about literature and movies and politics and sports. So every once in a while, I will give them an extra credit question in a have you read it quiz about sports, about football. And I think that fantasy is the only reason that I am able to um, talk about football. And and I think it's important. I think it's part of our culture. And I think to be a well-rounded person, I think that knowing about sports is something that you should at least attempt. This is what fantasy sports mean to each of our guests. I would say the number one thing is like camaraderie, like with your friends and just kind of something to talk about and shoot the shit about because, you know, you got to fill up the hours of the day with something. And if we're already sports fans, it's, you know, at work, it was always something to talk about, like at the brewery. So it's like you're working and that's just like what you're chatting about a lot. Um, So I think camaraderie to me and also competition and just kind of like a good natured competition and a little bit of gambling. They're just fun. I, I love the fall and I love that connection and I love talking about it with my friends and um, yeah, it just means friends and family and fun and fall. And that's all starts with a letter F. So there you go in football. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Again, it tends to fluctuate. There was a time where I was completely immersed in it. It was all I read and all I listened to, and I wanted as many leagues as I could. And that sort of trailed off a little bit as I've gotten older. It's something that I love. Um, It's a hobby that I really enjoy doing. It means having something to be excited about every day. It means something that I can join in with my friends and family and do, so almost like a community hobby. And it's been amazing how much it's enriched my life in general because of that booming sports fandom. It was this whole segment of our culture that I just was not in tune with that I now am because of fantasy sports. I love opening day of the baseball season. I love the Super Bowl. I love all of these huge sports events, and they were things that I wouldn't have paid attention to if I hadn't gotten into fantasy sports because I had every opportunity to just pay attention to sports for the love of sports, and I never did because 
why am I rooting for that team over that team? I just didn't see much point in it. I do now, considering how much I love sports and the fact that fantasy sports got me into sports, I would say I owe a huge debt of gratitude to the inventors of it. Those guys who sat down in a small restaurant, did a fantasy draft in, in the 80s. You know, I owe a huge debt of gratitude to them. It's something that I absolutely love. Definitely more about community. It's more about like keeping ties with friends. Uh, I think it expanded upon the idea of what uh, sports has always been is that it's a construct for everybody to hype and get, you know, aligned with some sort of uh, reason to be passionate about something. So then it expanded passions. It made everything more like deeper at that sense to where it just made watching sports 10 times sweeter, basically. Thank you for joining me on the first episode of the Viva La Fantasy Sports Podcast. See you next time.